And welcome to Dixon Jane's podcast number 935. And before I get too much further, I got to tell you, I've lost my mojo. Don't know where I put it, but uh, it's gone. And um, I'm feeling a little discombobulated, bobulated, not sure how to get it back. Episode 935, did I say that? See, already I'm thrown off. It is February 25th, that is a Saturday, in the middle of PodCamp Toronto. And uh, that's what I've been doing with myself. I've been following the tweets, you know, using the hashtag PCTO23 and uh, on another... um, Twitter feed for where everybody's posting, and I'm kind of sharing in on it, and and I've been very touched to get messages from people. We miss you, you know. It's not the same without you, and and uh, it's because I'm not there. <laughs> I'm here at home, sitting in my living room, where I never podcast from. It's just not my zone for being open. You know, you'd think, well, it's your home. Isn't that where you're supposed to be open? Uh, no, maybe not as the Scarborough dude. Maybe it's Ken who lives here, but uh, Scarborough dude, he's always somewhere else. So, anyway, those are the sounds of tweets coming in, you know, different people posting from here and there. Um, as you know, as I just said, I'm I'm not there, and that is because of if you listen to my last podcast, I talked about some problems I'm having with my left leg, and uh, there's just no way I can walk around. Uh, yesterday, I actually managed to spend well, probably close to an hour in a grocery store using a walker uh, while my son pushed the uh, shopping cart. First time for my son and I to go out and do grocery shopping came to about 175 bucks, but we were good, you know, and there were no chips, no potato chips. Uh, we checked the prices of things, you know, we got what was necessary, but uh, I guess that's the cost of groceries these days. Um, all of this, of course, just to fill in the background, it's while my wife is in Japan, um, visiting with her mother, who's not well, and um, it ended up this was going to be uh, Daniel and I having to uh, fend for ourselves. We were normally very spoiled uh, by Nelko, who does everything about the house and so much more. And uh, before she left, she just loaded up a box full of food that we could easily make and stuffed the freezer. She just went out of her way, as well as providing me with a walker and an extra cane and just... She thought of everything before she got on that plane and headed off for Vancouver on her way to uh, Japan. Anyway, it's been a good experience. It's been a very uh, grounding experience. It's been a bonding experience for myself and Daniel to to work together. Uh, it's opened up an opportunity for Daniel to try some food. I mean, Elko is such an incredibly good cook. It's very intimidating to try and prepare a meal that you know she could do so much better. But when it's just he and I tasting each other's food, oh, we're fine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that was filling. You know, we're we're fine. So he's trying a whole lot of new things. Tonight we're going to have salmon and broccoli, kind of thing Nalco would make. And, um, yeah. So good comes of everything. You know, I don't know how many. I'm I'm talking now to regular listeners, so I don't need to fill in any pieces for you. Just know who I am, what the situation is. um, That um, I don't know what I sounded like in the previous podcast. Uh, I think I was in a bit of a shock for a while. Like, uh oh, this is a major 
lifestyle change. I'm going to need a walker from now on. I don't think, and it feels now like I don't think I'll ever get back to just being able to rely on a simple cane. Now, a cane is so easy. You can walk anywhere. You can go up and down stairs, and you just park out of your seat. But a walker, it takes up space. You've got to maneuver through doorways. The bar, and of course, my frame of reference is the only cafe. There's no way you can get through the front door and along the bar side with a walker. It's a very narrow space with the bar on one side and a couple of you know small tables and chairs and a line of stools and often too deep with customers. There's no way. And that's the fun. That's where you walk in and you talk to uh, Max and you talk about your next beer you're going to have and you try this sample. Well, that's uh, Again, that's my frame of reference. Okay, that's my norm. That's where I want to be. That's my place, the only cafe. And it's going to be different from now. And I, I can't see the subway stop. I don't think they'll ever have a subway. I, I mean, a um, an elevator if an escalator going up, but not going down. And I don't know that I'll ever, ever be able to handle those stairs again. So it's, uh, yeah, I was upset about it. Now, I was also very much looking forward to uh, PodCamp Toronto. And it was just, I realized, no, this, you know, I, this is the last thing I need to have happen is to fall. And uh, I'm at that point where the balance is even worse. So now listen, I promise you, I, I'm trying to steer away from health issues. I don't want to make that what it's about. I just have this setback and I'm dealing with it. And I've seen a neurologist and I'm lined up for MRIs and lots of other stuff. But I don't want this podcast to turn into the ramblings of an old man talking about his health. I do enough of that already. And um, that just would really be not fun for me doing it and not fun for anybody listening to it. So I'm, I'm trying to steer clear of that, but I just wanted to give a little context why I'm not there. Now, last night uh, was the night that people were going to be at the uh, Imperial Pub upstairs. I had actually reserved the space and really wanted to be there. And I got a thank you for that. And I got some nice tweets from, you know, people who were there and, and, and missing me. And it was a genuine, because, I mean, I like to party. I'm a guy, I'd be up there having my beer, and I'd be stepping out. We used to step outside out front for a toke right on Dundas and back up. And, uh, and uh, well, here was me sitting at home. But the thing is, of course, if I could have been there, I would have been there and I would have had a great time. But the fact that I simply can't be there, I couldn't have ever made it up those stairs to start with, nor could I walk from the subway to Donald, to the, uh, to the bar. Uh, I was going to say, I didn't care. And that's not true. Of course I care, but I didn't mind. Like I just, it's something you just accept. No, well, it's too bad. Um, and I guess it's sort of a putting things in a perspective. I'll be 75 this year. Hey, I've done my share of partying. I, I've been very often. If it's a party, I am almost always down to the last four at any given party, or it certainly was in my past. Because um, I'm in there for having fun. It, it, it's it's sort of in my element, in my zone. And, of course, I'm hanging out with the other drinkers. You know, the ones who head straight to the kitchen. If it's a party, let's go to the kitchen. That's where the booze is. Um, or the balcony, even better. But it was okay. I guess that I'm saying it was okay not being there. I was still sharing. I was still happy that my friends were there having a good time. I was very happy that people were remembering me. And, hey, Ken, wish you were here. That's that's an amazingly great feeling. It's It's almost as great as actually being there. The fact that somebody cares. Um, so I guess I wanted to share that. And always when I used to go to PodCamp, when we had PodCamp, um, I missed the one three years ago because that's when I had my knee replaced. Uh, now I'm missing this one, which could be the last one. But when I used to go, I would always record a podcast clip from PodCamp Toronto, from the uh, uh, what was then Ryerson. Um, and so that's what I'm trying to do right now. Just record a little clip while the thing is still going on. The party is tonight, the bleak house. Sorry, I'm going to miss that. Um, 
I will see a few friends dropping by tomorrow, uh, and that's kind of nice. Uh, the virtual Youper and uh, Mark and John and uh, the lovely Lisa will be coming by. Um, so there'll still be, you know, kind of a nice connection. But, but what? I guess what I've been doing is I've been just following the tweets, following along with it, and thinking, you know, yeah, gosh, that's a session I would have liked to have gone to. I would have enjoyed that one. And uh, it, it would be fun to be hanging out with people. But I guess I'm not feeling bad about it. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm not, oh, me. You know, when you're younger, maybe you feel that way. You don't want to be left out. The fear of missing out. I don't feel that at all, the fear of missing out. No. The fact I've already, it feels like I've already established myself. I don't know what I mean by that, except that I'm already, I already have a presence there. It's already been such a, a rich, full, important part of my life, this whole podcasting community. So not actually attending a session doesn't make me feel any less connected. That's what I'm trying to say. I still feel connected to the friends, to the people. And I would hope that uh, just now on this piece that I'm going to be, you know, will be part of this, my upcoming podcast, the one you're listening to, this podcast, um, will express that feeling somehow. I don't know. Like, like I say, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a feeling a little rusty. I haven't, I haven't, I've only recorded very little bit. Just the last one was just a half hour and uh, <sighs> I'm recording this one now while my son is out. Uh, I'm a little, I'm self-conscious. I didn't want to be sitting in the living room. I, I'm having him, him possibly listening in. He wouldn't be, wouldn't, certainly wouldn't intentionally be. He wouldn't want to be listening in. Um, but it's easier when the house is empty for me to record. So that's why I've taken this little time slot in the middle of the afternoon, 3.30, while uh, there's a whole lot of sessions going on. I had already marked, picked out the sessions I wanted to go to. And um, yeah, that's it. I guess I don't really have anything more to say about... Uh, PodCamp Toronto, other than a shout-out, as I do every year, to uh, John Loshinsky uh, and his darling partner, the lovely lady, Jennifer, who I like so much, um, for putting this together, and his team of supporters, you know, the little pixie lily, and, and all the other people he gets in to help set this thing up, because it's a huge undertaking, I mean, it's a huge thing to organize something on this scale to get this many people coming in. Holy shit. So honestly, the community owes an awful lot to uh, John Lashinsky, Picard 102, for pulling that off, for, for putting it together. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm looking forward to getting my, uh, my T-shirt because I bought the ticket. I want the T-shirt. Um, that'll be delivered to me tomorrow. I think Mark's got it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, maybe I'm just gonna set PodCamp aside for now and, and switch gears. This this period with my son has has really been important. Like when Nelko left, I mean, she was thinking of canceling her trip. I said, "You can't do that." You know, she hadn't seen her mother for years because of COVID, and uh, uh, it was really important she get back there. And then I came down with this, suddenly I can't walk. Oh, my God, what's wrong? We don't know. And it was a worry for her. Um, and I said, no, the, 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 the plus side is, first of all, you're, this is the time to go. We've got the ticket. Go, go, go. But that it will be good for Daniel and I to take on this responsibility of doing our laundries and cleaning and Dan out there shoveling the driveway and and uh, uh, and us doing the cooking and the shopping and making sure the kitchen is clean and the cats looked after and every, everything else, just everything. And, 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 you know, look after ourselves. I guess I know it sounds kind of silly. My God, I'm 75, he's 31, and we're talking about learning how to cook and do things well. 
Yeah, because when you live with somebody who does such an amazing job at it and seems to have an awful lot of energy and will just get in there and do it, it's easy to to sit back. And, and so I made that very clear to her when she left. We need this time. We need to, to get this. And and it's it's good because Daniel will – he's learning how to do new things. And um, it means we'll be – more apt to step in more often after an uncle does get back. So there you go. So Mark is talking about some, oh, no, I'm not going to read a tweet. I just said I wasn't going to do that. I'm here. I'm reading tweets from as they happen live on PodCamp Toronto Mark attending the CBC session and Brent saying, don't give her a hard time. Uh, I don't know who it is they're talking about. She said exactly what I said years ago. She knows the pain. Mark says, I may talk to her tonight about what we can do to support her. Who is the her they're talking about? Okay, I could look at, I could cross-reference. What's the state of Canada's podcasting ecosystem Katie Lahr, is that it? On mission to find a lot of the unanswered questions NNG Mr. Canadian podcasters are having and figure out what it'll take to get Canadian podcasting industry to a sustainable, equitable, and globally recognized place. Based on learnings from research and interviews with major players in the Canadian podcasting space, this presentation, that's the one happening now that Mark is attending, I believe, aims to give you the full picture of where Canadian podcasting is at and where it's headed. Wow, key takeaways. Where Canadian podcasts should be focusing their attention over the next year. How Boy, I would want to go to this one. How major Canadian networks are approaching podcasting. How independently produced podcasts can stand out from the pack. Where Canadian podcasts sit globally, the state of Indigenous podcasts in Canada. My goodness. And up at the top, I skipped the beginning. Uh, The Canadian podcasting ecosystem has been fractured for years, and that means American podcasts have been dominating listening trends. Indie podcasts have been overshadowed, and talented Canadian freelance producers have been overlooked. So I guess that's it. Now, there. so there's a nice tie-in. And so while she's doing that, um, Mark is... Doing, you know, exchanging, I don't, whatever, whatever. It's happening now. Okay, this is this is live coming to you from my living room. Except it's about what's going on right this minute in room one sixty two uh, on uh, podcasting. So th- they did not go to five podcast hacks and enhancers to grow to grow your podcast, or don't fear the mic. How to host a successful podcast, or interviewing without all the prep, which is one I thought I might go to. So, no, not, they're not doing that. All right. So I guess I'm going to stop there. We've done enough. Oh, my God, 18 minutes. I'm already up to my usual 20. But it's just, where am I at? I've certainly come to terms with the fact that I'll, I'll probably need a walker. And I'm really, I've already picked out the one I want. I really like it. It's got 8-inch wheels. I just have to wait for a... Um, occupational therapist to do the paperwork with me so that the government will pay 75% of the cost of these things, which are well over $400. And this one's got a seat. So like when I went shopping yesterday, I was using an old walker with two wheels and a couple of skis. And you just sort of push the thing, you know, like you see on uh, that old man on Family Guy. Um but the, these new ones, they have a seat and a little carrier thing, and you can sit down. They got handbrakes, so bam! I've done the research. I know what I want. I just have to wait till the occupational therapist comes by. I've already started an exercise program here. I go. I'm, I'm circling out around. I'm finishing off with where I'm at health wise. Uh, there is a, a woman who's coming in for my six free. Um, uh, exercise sessions. I should do one today. Yes, I will do that right after this podcast. Thank you. And um, what else? I saw my neurologist. She's got me lined up. This is somebody I saw four years ago when I first started showing signs of neuropathy. And uh, I'm in for 
a number of other things down the road to see what can be done. I will be going back to Providence for falls, but for some from phys- more physiotherapy. So everything's good. I'm on top of this, and I'm just you know accepting this may be a way of life. I still want to be able to um, keep my road trek and go out uh, camping, and I think I may be able to do that. And um, I guess that's it. The only question I have is I'm, I'm scheduled to be in Vancouver in less than a month from now. And whether or not I'm up to flying across the country, getting my way through an airport and, um, you know, managing, that remains to be seen. But uh, I, I, I should try to make that effort. That would be a good test. Yesterday was a test just to handle grocery shopping. Flying across the country will be a bigger test, and I think I should give it a shot. So stay tuned to the Dixon Janes podcast Yours truly, the host, Scarborough Dude, doing his best, carrying on, positive outlook overall. You just get older, shit's going to happen. Doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get sick one way or another. Bye for now. A-ding, a-ding, a-ding. Hello, John Ferrero, we will sing. We will sing. He could ride a horse, a pig, or anything. Or anything. But whenever he would walk, the people, they would talk. For his bow were as rounded as a ring. As a and all the people called Ferrero, Johnny with the bandy legs. And all the people called Ferrero, Johnny with the bandy legs. Whenever Johnny made his merry sad There was one good remedy that Mary had When her Johnny did her wrong She'd sing this little song And it always made him very, very mad Go pack your things and track Ferreira Johnny with the bandy legs Pack your things and track Ferrera Johnny with the bandy legs. Ha 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 Papa said to Mary, John is big and strong So why wait for someone else to come along? Catch him now while you can After all, he is a man And the time is flying Don't delay too long Too long Go pack your things and track Ferreira Johnny with the bandy legs Go pack your things and track John and Mary built a farmhouse made of bricks. Made of bricks. Pretty soon the two of them were in a fix. In a fix. For the farm it did not pay as the hens they would not lay. John forgot to buy the rooster for the chicks. Mary made a secret wish one early spring That the stork to them a baby he would bring When at last he did arrive The old stork brought them five And the same old song poor Johnny heard her sing Heard her sing Go pack your things and track Ferreira Johnny with the bandy legs Go pack your things and track Ferreira Johnny with the bandy legs Ah, 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 on the left, ah, 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 on the right foot Stay in the middle of the road Ferreira Johnny with the bandy legs Chick, chick, chick Is it rolling, Bob? Ooh, she's rolling. Well, stumbling. I'm stumbling. But I'm here. I am here. My challenge for the week. See if I can drive. And drive I did. I'm in Thompson Park. This is a big deal, folks. 
It's never a big deal any other time you've heard me here. But today it is because this is the first time for me to venture outside with my walker, get through the front door, which is challenge enough, get onto the front porch, put the walker down on the ground, make that big step, then slowly, slowly over the snow, inch my way towards the car. <sighs> Unlock, open the back door. And then decide, no, that's too hard. Get in the front door. Move the seat back, because my son was the last driver. And then collapse the walker. First time I've done that. Push the button, fold it in half. And then awkwardly pull it over the steering wheel past me and put it in the passenger seat. So that's not the right way to do it. The right way to do it is put it in the back door, but I haven't figured out that move yet. It's just one step at a time. The main thing today, can I drive? Given my left foot's not working, and it's an automatic transmission, I don't really need it. Uh, can I drive well enough? Does my right foot still work fine? And it does. So the job was, don't go far, don't go far, up Bellamy, do a left turn along Lawrence, right up Midland, or uh, no, it's not Midland, it's um, Brimley and into Thompson Park, where we are parked right now. So this is this is a test of the systems, because I still have an air ticket for Vancouver in two weeks. I should go back and give you the date, but I forgot my iPhone. The one thing I was supposed to bring was to get into any trouble, call my son, he could come and get me, call him when I get home in case I need trouble getting back up the steps and into the house, and I forgot the phone. But that's almost like maybe a good thing uh, because I have to rely on myself now. I can't call my son. <sighs> so I can't give you the date. It's the end of, um, it's the end of February, 2023. Uh, it is the Monday after pod camp. The day after the wonderful visit I had with uh, Mark Blevis, uh, Michael, the virtual youper, John Meadows, and uh, then the lovely Lisa. They all came to my house, sat in my living room. Lisa hadn't met Mark and uh, Michael before, so that was nice. Uh, I sent her and Mark down to the basement to have a, a tour of the bar. Didn't have anything to say about it, but that's okay. That was just a compulsory visit. No, look at my bar, look at my library. Um... Lisa wondered why I didn't have a, a daruma, these Japanese strange-shaped kind of face with one eye painted, and you you paint the other eye, and I can't remember the story, whether it's to make something good happen or it's a celebration after something has happened that you wanted to have happen. Uh, you could look it up. I'll look it up uh, when I get home, but I probably won't remember to tell you about it. You can find out for yourself. Those little dolls, you paint the one black eye that's missing. Okay. Anyway, I don't have one of those. We've had them. We've done them before, but I don't have one in the bar right now. And it was a good observation, actually, on her part. Hey, all these other things you've got, why don't you have one of those in your bar? So uh, there you go. Anyway, it was a very good visit. We talked a lot before Lisa came. We talked a lot about PodCamp and how it was a success again this year, thanks largely to John Lashinsky and his team, including his wife, um, the lovely John and Jennifer. Um, so yeah, talked about that, the, the, the events they went to, the community that many of us are just really bound to and feel connected with and how there are so many new young people who of course have never heard of it. We think we are the founding fathers of Canadian podcasting. Um, but all these other people have never heard of us, and what would that mean anyway, and who cares? You know, that was then, this is now. Um, but I think we're, we're glad we're still around. We're glad we have that history and those roots and, and the friendships that, are, that, that run deep. And, and so many sort of events. Mark and I recall the, uh, the Montreal meetup when I first met Mark, wearing his loud guitar shirt, and decided I'm not sure if I like this guy, and... Uh, Everybody was angry at uh, Bruce in Nova Scotia for 
pretending he was coming and he wasn't really, and it seemed a good joke at the time because Mark had a cardboard cutout of him, but uh, afterwards when people were worried and strung along, they didn't find it all so funny. So anyway, um, just little bits of the history that are there. But what we realize we need to do is is continue to connect with people and, and hope very much that this was not the last PodCamp, as John said it probably would be, number 15. Um, that there will be another one next year if there can be financial support and more people coming in to really do the legwork that needs to be done and the promotion and the fundraising and the, you know, all the stuff, the organizing and the liaisoning with the people who, where you're going to host it and, and where you're going to have the parties. It's a lot of work. And uh, I understand John is out of pocket for this event, and that should not be that way at all. But uh, anyway, a successful podcast Toronto. I am very, very sorry I wasn't there, although we would have heard uh, from the clip before this. I guess I was kind of trying to follow along on the Saturday with some of the events. And the Sunday morning events I missed because uh, I was at home entertaining my visitors. How nice it was. John brought me donuts and coffee, and Lisa bought me cans of beer from the, uh, the the brewery in Port Hope. Ganawaska, I think that's the name of it. Uh, so I'm looking forward to trying those. Now that I'm kind of weaning myself off the pills, I'm not taking as many pills. The pain is definitely lessened. Comes up at night a little bit, so I often I'll have a pill, a uh, painkiller before bed. And uh, sometimes when I wake up at five in the morning and the leg is aching and uh, keeping me awake, I'll take another one. But, uh, yeah, the consumption of the medication is down, which means I can enjoy a glass of wine again, as I did last night with the steak dinner I cooked. And, um, you know, we'll get into uh, sampling the the wonderful beer that uh, Lisa brought me. Now, there's a truck. I'm sitting here parked at Thompson, and there's a a full-size truck with a pickup driving through the park to keep the road paved so that or clear so that people could enjoy walking from it and it's a wonderful service i mean this is this is taxpayers money the upkeep of that truck the sander that's on the back or salter i don't know which uh and the fact that there's a shift of uh, a shift of crews a crew of shifts a shift of crews <laughs> there's a crew working in shifts who uh, would actually keep this park, you know, user-friendly, ready to get out and walk, because a lot of people do here. I haven't seen my friend the walker, but that's because it's uh, 10.30 in the morning. Um, I just wanted to get this done. I understand there's a bad weather coming, and I wanted to get in the car and make sure I could handle this. So my sole purpose, well, there were two, so it can't be a sole purpose if there were two. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm feeling a little good that, yes, I can drive. The reason is my wife is still in Japan um, with family, and um, we'll be coming back, and we'll be arriving at about 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I will have to pick her up next week. And I just want to be able to show her I can drive the the highway to get to Pearson and pick her up and drive back safely. I hate driving at night in speed, especially if there's snow or rain. Oh, my God. It can be really nerve-wracking, you know, like just, oh, my God, gripping the steering wheel. Because you got to go at speed. You can't poke along on the 401. you got three lanes of trucks blasting past you. and uh, But. I have to do it, and my, my and and it'll be wonderful to uh, see Nelko and have her back home. But meanwhile, Dan and I have done such a fine job. I mentioned the grocery shopping we did, which was another big step. Uh, he cooked the salmon we bought. I cooked the steak, and, and we're just we're, we're we're working it all out. You know, it's good. It's very good. So the issue that remains that I want to talk about a little bit because sometimes. People will think, well, why are you telling us? But I'm really, I'm telling myself, um, this business of what am I going to do with this ticket to Vancouver? Am I just going to forget it and just, you know, hey, so I lost 350 bucks, big deal. 
Uh, it's going to cause, I'd spend a hell of a lot when I'm down there because I'd want to hit the bars, but will I be able to, what shape will I be in three weeks from now? Will I have, or two weeks from now, will I have, maybe it's three weeks, will I have my new walker and will I have had enough experience using that, that I could actually feel free to get out on the streets of Vancouver? I'm thinking of all the stairs involved and, and will I be able to climb like in in a house with just, you know, three stairs, like dropping down to the living room will I, with no railings, will I be able to do that or will I have to bum my way down and then try and stand up at the end? Uh, you know, just trying to imagine getting there because I'd have to go by Go Train and Pearson, UP, the UP, Pearson Express. Um, God damn, and there's a lot of walking. Will I be able to do that? So there's a part of me that says this would be a great challenge. And if you can do that, you're back on track, buddy. If you need a walker, so what? You can still get through life. You're still going to be okay. The other part of me thinking, oh, God, it'd be so much easier just not to bother. So what? I bought a ticket. It was premature. I didn't know this was going to happen to me. And just let it go and go visit Vancouver some other time. I would never get a cheap a ticket that cheap, 350 return. But... Just, you know, no, it's not worth the hassle. And, of course, when I'm there, I'll be a bit of a burden on people. I mean, people are, they've offered, they want me to come. I have places to stay, you know. Uh, and it, it would, I know it would be really good for me. So this is, what I'm getting at here, boys and girls, is the process of decision making. And the thing I learned in Japan is before you can make any decision, and this is through my company, you always need more information. There's always, and it wasn't quite like that, but that on any given day, a new piece of information could come to be and that could change things. It would have an impact, an influence, you know, and, and, you know, I could have a fall and said, okay, bam, that's it, ruled out. Or I could find, hey, I can actually get up the stairs very carefully, but actually standing I don't have to be up and down on my bum. And each of those things would have an impact on whether or not this would be a good decision to go or, you know, not to go. Um, and I'm always fascinated by it. The thing is, at the end, whatever decision I make, I go to Vancouver in March or I don't go to Vancouver in March. Whatever decision I make, it has to be the right decision. And here's the tricky part. Is there such a thing? Is there such a thing as the right decision in that case? We often think there are wrong decisions. People make disastrous mistakes. Yeah, there's wrong decisions. But I kind of want to make the right decision. And the right decision will be whatever decision I make. But how could that be? How is that possible? How could they both be right? Going is the right decision. If I go, I go and it's the right decision. If I don't go, I don't go, and it's the right decision. How is that possible? How is that possible? It is a mind game. It's something I'm very good at. I've done all my life. I suppose it sounds like rationalization. Oh, you'll just twist things around. But what would happen is if I didn't go, I'd be at home, and something would happen, something with my wife or with Daniel or... Something would happen on one particular day or morning or whatever. And I'd be very happy that that thing happened and that thing would not have happened had I been in Vancouver. And the very same thing would happen when I get to Vancouver, if I got to Vancouver. I'd be walking down a street on my way to Malone's to go in and have a beer in the afternoon, get catch happy hour. And I'd be thinking, fuck, isn't this great? I am so fucking glad I came to Vancouver. And got through all that crap at the airport and so on. I'm so glad I did that. And that would be, you know, proof of the right decision. So, I was hoping I could explain this clearly, but I don't think I can because I, <laughs> because I can't. Um, it's just that... You don't make a decision. Here's the, here's the thing, and this is the Japan lesson. You don't make a decision when you don't have enough information, right? You you postpone it. You wait for more. You need more time to know for pieces to fall into place. 
or for something else to come along that just has has an impact, that, that changes things, something else. And so it's clearly it's not the time now for me to make that decision. I'm only talking about it because I'm I, I'm curious to know, will I go or won't I go? Well, the Ken today, March or uh, sorry, February 27th or whatever it is, 28th, I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't tell you if I'm going to go and therefore if it's, you know, or not go and is that the right decision. I'm just hoping that. Yeah, closer to the day. And I, I, I might not decide until the day before. And at that time, I hope I will know, you know, yes, good, this is the right decision. I think my Nelko coming back will have an impact because she's going she's gonna to encourage me to go. And to not be dependent on the walker quite so much, uh, I don't know. I, I sort of tried to let her know when she left that, no, I mean, I'm fine. Everything's okay, you know. Um, and things, there goes a man with walking poles, which I have, but I'm not ready to uh, to do that yet. But yeah, there's, there's an example. Will I be able to go out with walking poles instead of a walker? Will I get to that part? I don't know. I don't know. I was up until, you know, a couple of weeks ago. <sighs> so there's just these unknowns and I'm I'm thinking about that. But things are also step by step. Things happen in, in progress. So today, part of the decision of whether or not to go to Japan was, or sorry, Vancouver was, can you drive yourself to Bluffers Park? You know, can you do that much? Yeah, I'm doing it now and I'm happy about it and good, it all worked out. So, there you go. Damn, you know, I had my iPhone and I had made a couple of notes. Mark said a couple of things that were quite funny. Something like, you can still podcast if you only have one leg, or one working leg or something along the line. And I made notes of it. Mark is very funny and we'll make, we'll, we'll make jokes at my expense and we do, we do that back and forth. And it's great fun and it's, an, it's part of the nature of our our relationship, of our friendship. Um, so that was nice. Good to catch up with Michael. Michael, virtual youper. Um, a person who's quiet and will hold back and let others hold the floor. And so you have to do a little work. You have to encourage uh, Michael to talk. And it would be easier if it was one-on-one, -on -one, but if there's a group of people, and a lot of people are like that. You know, John is that way too, to a large extent. If you know, there's other people... And other people tend to want to take the floor, like Mark. Um, and so people just let them go. And that's fine. That, it just works out that way. Everybody's comfortable, you know. But uh, it was good I, I, to uh, to talk to. And what a journey for uh, the virtual youper to have made all the way from Copper Harbor. Up via Sault Ste. Marie, Sudbury, to Toronto and back. My God, in winter. But uh, he's done it. So wishing him well. Shout out to you, Michael. I know you uh, you you listen pretty well. You ain't fall behind, but uh, I'm glad you've uh, joined up with this cadre of Canadians. Is that the right word? Can you say cadre of Canadians? The word just came to me. I don't know. It seemed to fit. I like the uh, what do you call it when sounds go together? Cadre of Canadians. There's a word for that in literature. I forget all that. My brain is mushier than it. Uh, then it should be. It may remain that way. Okay. Scarborough Dude, signing off. I'm going to go home now. That's all I need to do is get out here, drive, uh, and prove to myself I can do it. I get in and out of the car with the walker. That was the that was the thing to do, and then get my way back up the stairs and into the house. Scarborough Dude, signing off from uh, Thompson Park. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being patient uh, during this time of my podcast when they aren't really... All that interesting and all I seem to be talking about is the state of my health and what's happening to me. But, hey, uh, that's largely been what uh, this is all about. I'm glad. I'll just, I'll just, in terms of news, I'm really glad to hear the NDP, the New Democratic Party, and others are starting to push back against the Ford Conservative government who is ready to privatize health care and putting more and more work from the hospitals and assigning more practices, knee replacements, and uh, 
you know, um, surgery for the eyes, cataracts, and, and lots of other stuff into private clinics that are going to draw away doctors and nurses and healthcare workers because they'll be able to pay more because somewhere down the line, the government's going to pay more for these services and taxpayers are going to be charged extra if you want better quality lenses for your eyes or whatever. You will be paying. It's eroding the Canadian healthcare system. I am so fucking angry about this. This is the one thing we pride ourselves on. Healthcare. Everybody has it. Doesn't matter. Rich or poor, you're treated equally. And this government, this fucking conservative government is doing its best in Ontario to get rid of that and put more and more into private healthcare for people who make profits on healthcare. We have operating rooms that are empty, that are not being used, that could be used. You could be directing these things back to the hospitals, but instead they've drained the funding. They have not put in the money that they've received from the federal government. They're not putting it into the hospitals and places where it should be going. They are investing their resources into promoting private clinics. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. And on top of that, he's taken land that was preserved and turning that over to developers who just happened to pay money and go to the wedding of his daughter. Just happened to have a party and a lot of people who are connected to be the people who are landowners and developers happened to be guests at that party. Fuck you, Ford. Fuck you and your government. God damn it. Fuck you. Really angry about this. Sorry, not a good note to end on, but fuck you. God damn it. Why did we vote them in? And there's too many people who just don't fucking care. Oh, yeah, if I don't have to wait, sure. I don't mind paying. Fuck you. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Scarborough Dude signing off once again. Bluffers Park. Jesus Christ. Bye for now. Okay, this is uh, present day Ken back at you. It is February 28th, 2023. Uh, what you're about to hear is a clip that, uh, it's a recording of a jolt I did at uh, PAB, Podcasters Across Borders, in 2009. Mark Blevis was kind enough to dig it out for me at my request. And uh, thank you to Bob and Mark back in 2009 for letting me go way over the time limit to do my presentation. I'm re- I'm recording it here because uh, PodCamp Toronto is just over. This is kind of my way of joining in of, from a time when I was able to do presentations. And the thing is, there's a poem at the end that I'm still very proud of. And in fact, I hope very much that I'm going to be able to recite it at Lowell Celebrates Kerouac someday because... Uh, it still speaks the truth to me anyway. Um, some of you heard it live at that time, if you were at uh, PAB, but you'll hear it now. But preceding that was me trying to explain what um, the Dixon Janes podcast was about. And it seemed very unprepared because it was. But if you listen through to the end of the clip, it actually gets to a point, a meaning and that is the nature of the Dixon Janes podcast. So this is going back almost 15 years. Uh, nothing much has changed. And, and I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of it. It wanders and people might listen half-heartedly and think, what the hell is this guy? Just what's his point? People like things to be clear and precise. And I'm not that way because life is not that way to me. And yet, if you pay attention... And get to the end of what seems to be a ramble before the poem kicks in. You might find some truth. So uh, over to Ken from 2009, a a young 60-year-old Ken, also known as Scarborough Dude. Back at you uh, next week or thereafter. Bye for now. We now have our first jolt of the day. For those of you who are unfamiliar with jolts, they're five-minute Turbo talks that are meant to inspire, engage, um, hopefully coordinate some collaboration, or at least make people do something when they leave here, something exciting perhaps. They're timed, and Bob's actually got a clock thing all set up for this year. So uh, 
Our first jolt of the year, well, I'm going to drag him up here. This is our ambassador, one of our ambassadors. You can come up to the front of the room now. If you haven't heard of Scarborough Dude or haven't had a chance to speak to him so far this weekend, you will know more than you want to know by the end of the weekend. But you'll probably also have a really good time getting to know him. Bob's just getting his timer tool up. They asked, I, I sent in a question, asked if I had to dress up for today, and I didn't get an answer, so I didn't take any chances. I have dressed up for you. And that's the same coat you wore last year. Is uh, it? Same coat I wanted to wear. This is a coat I got uh, when I flew back from my father's funeral, so I wear this to honor my father, which is something I think we should all do once in a while. All right, so Scarborough Dude is going to deliver a jolt called Now Hear This, and I will let Bob hit the start button when Scarborough Dude starts. Um, all right. I'm not going to hold this for you. Oh, do I have to hold that thing? I got all this shit in my hand. I can't do that. You know, we're, we're, I was going to record it because then it would seem like I was actually doing a podcast. I thought that would be better. Ah, already, you guys. Um, I am not prepared in the sense that I have no idea what I'm going to say. And I'm doing that because this is the way I like to do a podcast. The problem is when I do my podcast, if anybody's listened... Uh, it takes me anywhere from 12 to 20 minutes to even figure out what I'm going to talk about and find a topic, and then I add those together and it runs up to an hour show, and maybe I reach a conclusion. Five minutes, this is simply going to be impossible, and uh, it's, it's difficult, it's awkward. Um, I've just come back from a 10,000-kilometer journey with my 19-year-old son sitting beside me in the front seat of our Mazda, driving out to Vancouver and back. Um, it was quite wonderful for him. It was certainly wonderful for me, and I learned a lot of things. And as I had dinner Thursday night with uh, Tim Coyne and Adam Gratrix, who is probably hungover and not here, um, I, was, I reflected on some of it and saw how living this experience, very much in the present moment, the now, um, applied to the way I try and do my podcast. I, I try to capture some of the immediacy. And I do that by pushing, when I'm doing a podcast, pushing record before I allow myself to think anything. Because as soon as you start thinking and planning and working with a script, you're rehearsing, you're planning, you're, you're thinking what you've got to get across. That simply doesn't work for me. And I know other people are much more comfortable with that, and I think that's great. That's the way you have to do it. I think for each individual, you have to find what works best for you. Like, this is difficult for me. Like, I don't know what word is going to come next. I don't know where I'm going to end when they say, hey, time's up, dude. Get the fuck off the stage. Um, but I want to give something. I want to, I want to share something. Um, so I put in this proposal uh, uh, called Now Hear This. I said it was going to be exactly the same as the pre presentation I gave in Montreal, except it was going to be 55 minutes shorter, no pictures, and entirely different words. Mark and Bob bought that. said, oh, okay. And uh, I had no plan. Now, since then, Mark has written up on the, uh, on the website what this was going to be about. What I'm giving you now is absolutely nothing to do with anything Mark says it would be. <laughs> and it's, it's not going to be. Uh, about a month ago, I sat in my office and realized, oh, shit, you're going to give a presentation. People are going to be sitting there wanting something. And I like to meditate. And as I meditate, I drift off into a nice nap. So it's more like napping than meditating. But just before this happened, a poem came to me. This does not happen often. I was visited by a muse, and all at once, in one setting, all these words came to me. I got up from my napping position, went to my computer, and typed them out, and said, I guess that's what I'll give them today. So I'm kind of caught. I want to share something spontaneous, but at the same time, I want to fall back on this poem. And I was trying to tie this in. How is this poem going to fit in with the story of what my son and I shared. And I, I found something. I, as I was preparing for this trip to Vancouver, where I used to live in the 70s and was a young man having fun, I found my old phone book. This is something uh, we talk about the digital age and what gets lost. We don't have these anymore, or not enough people do. And I couldn't believe when I flipped through and found out girlfriend's old phone numbers. Oh, shit, her. Yeah, I remember that. And a whole history of people and where they lived and what they've done. Really exciting to find that. But in the back of this little notebook, I found a little note. And it says, 
room four to pop from Kenji to room two, our mail service. And I thought, what? And then I remembered when my children were very young, we invented this little mail game. If I was busy working in my home office on my computer, the child, my son Kenji could write me a little note and slip it into room four and I'd read it. And I picked this out and I'd completely lost it until I planned this trip so many years later with my 19-year-old son to go together to Vancouver to bond, to share, to find out who he was, to treat him as an adult now that he's 19 and I don't have to be his father and we can sit there around a campfire and smoke a joint together and feel good. And I found this little note from this little boy, and I don't know what age, and it says, Hi, Pop. It's Kenji. I want to spend more time with you. I enjoy watching you, but not on the computer. And... I just thought, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I hope that touches some of you uh, because I remember my father was a ham radio operator and what I saw of him was his back and the earphones and the Morse code key tapping away, talking to his friends in distant places and realized this is what my son saw. He saw Dad and it was kind of neat to look in the room, but Dad was always busy on the computer. So it, it, after I'd made that decision about the, making this trip, well, Fuck. I had a poem for you, and uh, I'll, I'll put it on my next podcast, so please uh, listen to the Dixon Jane's podcast sometime, and you'll hear what I was going to say. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, do we fuck things up and just give them two minutes to read the poem? Yeah. Now you fuck things up. Yeah, I fuck things up, you know. I signed the checks, bitch. <sighs> I've always wanted to say that. I'm sorry, I know that's, that's super whatever, but nah. I never get to say that. All right. That's a bag, by the way. That's a very nice one. Keeps my hash piping. This isn't how to get this, stoned. No. This is as old as Bob Goyetch. This is my hash pipe. I wanted to tell you about this too, but I can't. We don't have time. So, Here. Here. I will... Two minutes. I need help. Uh, read this poem to you. Now hear this. It's rather embarrassing. It's not a good poem. A muse gave it to me, so I'll take it for what it is. Get real, eh? I mean, really fucking real. Real like the first time you smothered your face in pussy. Or tasted fresh fruit, for example. Because you, you know what? You live, and after what's almost certain to be too short a time, you die. And don't be fooled by any of that religious shit. You get one turn, and you ain't coming back for another shot at it. No fucking way, Jose. So hear me out, eh? I've been thinking about life and what it all means, and guess what? There is no meaning. It's just a freak show. We're not even supposed to be here any more than the dinosaurs were. Just look up into the sky and try to get your mind around what we know is true. But it's just too fucking incomprehensible. Or look into the palm of your hand and try to understand... What makes those cells do what they do? Forget it, man. It's just so real. It's unreal. Okay, so we can't find meaning and psst, there is no God. So life is just what we make of it, like kids playing make-believe. Now, the good news is we get to make the rules. And by we, I mean you. That's right. You get to name the game and choose how you want to play it. The problem is too many of us humans, nasty creatures like to let others make the rules for us, and that's just plain motherfucking dumb. Because at the end of the day, if you can't say, I did it my way, well, whose life was it? Sure, it's nice to feed in and get along, but you know how much that cost, towing the party line? Holy fuck, man. You play that game, and it's game over. Pay those dues, and there's nothing left for you. Nothing left of you. And like I said, you only get one try, no buying another vowel, no exchanges, no refunds, no afterlife reimbursements. No shit, man, this is it. Okay, so here's the deal. Starting now, because it's too fucking late to change all the things you didn't do before when you had the chance. Sorry, those days are gone, kaput. Forget the past, it's been spent, whether you enjoyed it or not. And don't regret what wasn't done, because that'll waste even more time. Then you're really fucked, because you get so tied up in knots, you won't ever get free. No regrets, just leave the past behind. And learn how to enter the now. Like this very moment. Shh. Where's that pussy? 
Or fresh fruit. You know? Uh, and, one, and one more thing, eh? The future? Forget it. There is none. That time is all an illusion. There's only now, and now is all there is. And, by the way, that's more than enough. So, you got things to do tomorrow, you got plans, you got projects, but the funny thing about tomorrow is that it's always today. You're stuck here, and there's only one exit. So here's my advice. In a nutshell, say goodbye to the past. Say, see you later, tomorrow. Say hello to now. Here, this. Thank you. Scarborough dude. He'll be uh, on the boat cruise later on tonight. Be sure to tip your waitresses. Next year at PAB, Scarborough Dude learns to tell time. (laughs) Ouch. There's nine minutes left in our scheduled break. Um, We're going to pick up again in about nine minutes. So uh, get up, stretch your legs, introduce yourself to Scarborough Dude while you still have a chance. (laughs) 